I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 105.3 FM HD2. Kenner, New Orleans. This is Tom Fitzmorris with the second course of The Food Show. It's our program of eating and restaurants and cooking and wine and all of that. Our number is 260-6368. We would very much love to hear from you about where you've been eating, what you're trying to cook at home. You know, anything along those lines, It's you're always welcome here, and particularly if you're old enough to remember going back a few years, maybe you can uh, recall something that uh, one of our listeners is trying to find out. You know, we just did a, a roundabout there where uh, we were, <clears throat> excuse me, talking about uh we were talking about uh, uh, a bunch of restaurants that nobody could remember, but we figured them out after a couple of minutes. Uh, we're moving along to whatever you want. Our number is 260-6368. And uh, we would really love to hear from you about whatever you have been wondering about in the food world. Uh, you know, I keep getting asked this question, and I don't know... Uh, whether the answer I give is one that is uh, a good answer or is it a wishful answer, and it's basically this. Uh, we are eating less and less and less often in our homes and even in our restaurants. We're getting to the point now uh, where you, you go out to eat and your hands and and elbows uh, and uh, every other part of you pretty much leans uh, does not lean on the uh, tabletop anymore because you're not there. Uh, the restaurants are, have the, grab the people and bring them out and to you know to home, which is fine. Nothing, nothing wrong with any of this. It's just that I think it's been beating up the the goodness of dining out. Uh, my thought about uh, dining out in restaurants is one I've never heard anybody else say before, which probably means that it's not very good. But I'll tell you what it is. I think the main reasons that people go out to eat in restaurants are, first of all, to get out of the house. Second, uh, to be served. I think, you know, this is not often uh, realized by people. We love to have somebody else take care of us. And I'm not putting that forth in kind of a lazy man's kind of sort of uh, uh, people who ju- just don't want to do any work or anything like that. You, as a matter of fact, if you go to the, the restaurant with the nicest, most generous people, you'll see that they, they'll pick up any little scrap of, of crumb that lands on the table and brush it away f- for the waiter so he can get on with his work. Uh, and that keeps on going. And, uh, you know, but I, I keep wondering if maybe we've, we've lost the thread of that. And, uh, and the alternative that we get a lot of is people who, uh, instead of going to a Chinese restaurant, they go to a Chinese restaurant and do takeout and bring it home in one of those uh, containers 
and opens it up at the table at home, and uh, they take out the plastic na- napkins and knives and uh, and forks and spoons, and all of that's good. Nobody will kill you for it, I don't think, anyway. Uh, but still, there's something missing there. When I go out, I don't want to eat leftovers or anything that even looks like leftovers. And I was wondering if there was anybody out there, hey, anybody out there uh, who uh, has some thoughts about that and about, I don't know if if it's even worth uh, talking about because, you know, if you should, if you want to dine outdoors in a patio or on a bus or you or any place like that, I see no reason why you shouldn't go ahead and do it if you like it. It's fine with me, but uh, uh, it just kills me to see that people, uh, a lot of people, anyway, not all of them, uh, are just getting all their pleasures from going out to eat uh, in their own backyards or sometimes while they're driving. That's the one I really can't get my hands from under. Well, anyway. Call us about that or anything else you want, 260-6368, 260-6368. Call right now, get right now, get uh, get right in. I mentioned that uh, I found a bunch of these old New Orleans magazines from a bunch of years ago, and it caught my attention because I, I edited that magazine for quite a while. And... Uh, and the guy who's been raising it, uh, Errol Laborde, who does a lot of uh, articles and uh, this and that, very nice man. I've known him since, uh, in fact, we were in high school together, uh, college rather. Anyhow, uh, uh, there was there were a few things in this um, edition, there were several editions of the of the New Orleans Magazine. Here's one that is a full page ad for Brennan's on Royal Street. And this would have been the old Brennan's, uh, not the ones f- uh, that from the guy who actually started Brennan's in 1946, but his sons who took it over uh, in the early 70s and who moved it to where it is now on, uh, on Royal Street. And then they had a breakup in the family. And that's not, uh, you know, of course, they're not going to be putting that in an ad for the uh, for the uh, restaurant, but this uh, this photograph and this ad were all clearly done before the breakup in the Brennan family, so we can just forget about it. So anyway, here are three guys, all three of whom I know pretty well, uh, although two of them are no longer with us. I wonder where that puts me. Anyway, Owen Brennan, Pip is his nickname. Everybody calls him Pip. He's standing there, jacket and tie. I mean, that's how they were at Brennan's. You know, everything was classy. Standing next to him is his brother, Ted Brennan, who was a real, really funny, interesting, nice guy. I remember once he came on the program as the guest, and I asked him some question or something, and he just stared at me. And <laughs> and I, I said, so well, what do you think about Philadelphia cream cheese sticking together uh, the ice cream? And he just, uh, just kept looking at me, and then he pointed to his his uh, neck and then to his mouth and then he repeated it all again and he made a sign that made it look like uh, it was a little animal that was about to die (laughs) or something that's what he was having fun with this and so was I anyway uh, 
the the third was the the third of the three brothers, uh, uh, who was uh, Jimmy Brennan. Jimmy Brennan was the guy who really built Brennan's uh, uh, whole huge cellar of wines. They for a long time Brennan's was uh, said to be the best wine store uh, in the in- entire uh, world. So, uh, but uh, he, and he really was, he built up one hell of a great wine collection at Brennan. So, uh, and, uh, setting records all the time. Anyway, it's nice to see poked pictures of these three guys that I haven't seen or thought about in a long time. Uh, a lot of good people in that family. It's the Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmaurice. Who's there, did you say? I'm sorry, I missed Sal. it. Sal, welcome to the Food Show. Come on in. Thank you for taking my call. How have you been? I'm the same old guy, you know, just keeping well, up with it. Your, yep. You had a good weekend? Uh, did I have a good weekend? Uh, not especially, but uh, I had no right to be think I would get one. So. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I was listening to some of your commentary about dining out and taking out and eating at home. And, uh, you know, a friend of mine who is a... A, mm-hmm. a, a wine specialist and helps put together the wine menus for several restaurants mm-hmm. throughout the state. Yeah, He and I were talking a couple of years ago, and one of the things that we both agreed on is that the standard for good food has been raised. And mm-hmm. one of the reasons is the Food Network on television, where there's all mm-hmm. of these chefs who are giving demonstrations and doing contests and showcasing the different restaurants around the country. And people are willing to travel and willing to try and uh, put together good meals for themselves and willing to travel to eat out. But um, one of the things that we both agreed on is that why would you go and spend four times the money to eat food as good as you can prepare it at home? And that in and of itself, mm-hmm. you know, it, it goes to it lends to what you're saying about people go out to eat to be served. People go yeah. out to eat for ambiance. People go out to eat to get out of the house and to see friends. But other than that, you know, the, the bar of quality food has been raised a lot as far as what we're capable of getting and what we're mm-hmm. capable of cooking. Yeah, um, I, I'm all for that. Uh, you know, I, I think there has been overall, you know, if, if you talk, if you complain about the condition of the restaurant season, uh, restaurant world in our area, it's getting better all the time. It really is. Uh, there are a lot of it people is. who think it's it dying, is. And the one and the ones that think they can just make it by the standards of yesteryear are going to find out the hard way that they can't because everyone's raising the bar. Hmm. You know, at least the, the good ones are, the ones who survive are. Oh, well, that's what uh, it takes. It is not an easy job. I, I get asked, uh, the, among the questions that people ask me, number one is, what's the best restaurant in town? Number two is, how'd you get a job like that anyway? But anyway, <laughs> getting out there and and researching all of this tells me basically what you just said, that it's... Uh, it, uh, just needs to be a little more intense, maybe? Yeah. 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 
Definitely. They, they definitely need to put together flavors. And on that note, I guess it will segue into my restaurant report that I was going to oh. call about. Well, I'm glad you did. Um, and it, it, it's not a great one, and I'm not going to say nope. who it is. But right. I, will, I will start off by saying we did let them know, and they did apologize. And um, we'll also say that my wife and I are very forgiving because I definitely, we both worked in the public sector. I worked almost every position you can imagine in a restaurant as I was working my way through school. So I understand a little bit about what it takes to put these, uh, you know, to satisfy the public generally, you know. Mm -hmm. But um, we went. And, look, I I didn't expect a little joint like this to be a commander's palace where, Mm -hmm. you know, everyone makes sure that the plate – everyone's plate touches the table at the same time. (laughs) But seven Mm – a a good seven minutes went by before one Mm -hmm. of our entrees came out while the Mm -hmm. other ones were sitting on the table. Oh, that drives me out of my mind. In, in, in Me fact, too. And what, and I will say this, without naming the place, I will say the entree that took the longest were raw oysters. The cooked food mm-hmm. came out seven minutes before. And my wife looked at, and the lady, first of all, she, she came and noticed that I had no food in front of me. And my wife said, exactly, it was raw. It didn't take any preparation other than the shucker shucking the oysters, <laughs> you know. Mm. But um, aside from that, the food that my wife ate was grilled shrimp with mushrooms and onions and vegetables. And the, the food that my daughter ate, fried shrimp with French fries. And my son had something from the uh, kids menu, which I'm not going to be critical of that that's just filler food anyway but none of the other food the oysters were great by the way the raw oysters were ice cold they were fat they were succulent great size and had a great flavor everything that was cooked was horrible mm, no flavor oh, right. it ta- no that's look, the not, tragedy I, I right complain, there i don't complain a lot but I will say, when I walked out, all I could think of was that tasted a lot like hospital and or nursing home food. Oh, gosh. It was bland, overcooked, unflavored, unseasoned. And I I don't like highly seasoned food to begin with, especially quality seafood and meats. I want to taste the seafood. I want to taste the meat. Um, I just want this seasoning to enhance the flavor of it. Mm. But um, it was, well, it was well, a really right. disappointing don't, experience. Yeah, don't tell me the name of it. But uh, I'm not. I'm not. You uh, have an email. What, just, I sent you just, an email and told you all about it. <laughs> oh, when did you send it? Uh, this morning. Oh, well, that's why I did. This morning before okay. I got I, to work. But no, 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 no. I would never do that to a restaurant because I do want them to have an opportunity to fix what they, you know, they need to improve on their recipes and on their system, mm-hmm. and hopefully they will. Hopefully well, they will. Well, um, me too. But uh, it, unfortunately, uh, the biggest problem that restaurants have right now is getting enough qualified people to keep the places going. It is not easy, and it's getting no, worse it's all the time. 
Although I think so. uh, we have, what do you think? The, a, what do you think lends to the the, the getting the wor- getting worse about finding good help in restaurant business specifically? Do you uh, think there's any one particular factor or a few that lend itself to that? Well, uh, it's it's all about just sheer having enough people to get the food out before it gets cold. Like for example, there's a joke that I tell every time I give a, 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 a give a speech to a group, which I just did a, a week ago. As a mm-hmm. matter of fact, in their case, I did it three times just to make sure it, it impacted. Uh, so this is a joke? true story. I love, I love jokes. This, this is a true story. Okay. I'm, um, I went to a restaurant that is no longer with us called the uh, uh, Royal Oak Restaurant and Pub. It was in the Oakwood Mall. I remember Mall that. On Oakwood the West Mall, Bank. yeah, on the West yeah. Bank. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was right up front. You could really see it easily. It was a good-looking mm-hmm. place, and it was a Greek restaurant. And the two yep. people, a man and his wife, I knew both of them very, very well. They really knew their stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. They uh, they owned this, and but they found something that... Uh, they were worried about to begin with, and that is, do people like Greek food in this area? The answer is no. There are a lot of people who love it, and I'm one mm-hmm. of them, uh, and there are others that wouldn't live without it, but for the most part, it's it's a tough sell to get uh, somebody to eat Greek food. It's mm-hmm. real good. There's nothing in the world wrong with it, of course. So no. uh, anyway, uh, they, uh, th- I was sitting at a table, uh, and right next to me was another table, and this uh, second table was filled with four people, uh, all of whom were on the young side, I would say, in the high teens, late 20s. And mm-hmm. the waitress came over, and uh, oh, and the, the guy who was clearly trying to impress the girl into, you know, the usual thing. Mm. Uh, so uh, anyway... Uh, the waiter comes out and says, yes, sir, and how is everything tonight? Is there, is everything okay? And the waiter looked up, um, I mean the uh, restaurant, this young fellow. He looked up and he said, uh, yes, you know, uh, everything's okay except for this soup du jour. And the waiter said, really? What's the problem? We'd be happy to fix it. And he said, well, let me just put it to you this way. I've been to New York. I've been to San Francisco. I've been to Paris, to Rome. I've been to all of the culinary places in America and the world. And I've had had, uh, soup du jour, and it's nothing like this. Hello? True story. Now, what that reveals is it's not so much the number of people that restaurants need to get more of. It's just that they need uh, better qualifications than they did. And believe me, they are trying really hard to make that happen. But it's a hard thing to to get into the business. It's getting better, though. It's definitely getting better. I hope I hope some young people are listening when I say this because it, I, I chose not to make it a lifelong career, but I enjoyed working. I worked behind the bar. I worked on the front of the house. I mm-hmm. washed dishes. I did some short order cooking. I did all of it, but front of the house was my thing because I'm a gregarious kind of person. Mm-hmm. And gregarious. He called I, us a little earlier. Did he? Well, tell him yeah, I said hello. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I will. But anyway. What I was telling, what I told my manager, and what I told a lot of my coworkers is, you know, we basically get paid to host a party with 
other people's food and other people's booze. <laughs> and we just get to be the host and we get to be uh-huh. the life of the party and make sure that everyone's having a good time. And that's really the way that I looked at that, that job. And it was really, mm-hmm. I had to pinch myself every time I went in. Of course, you have the occasional grouch as a customer, but you've got to be able to laugh with them and laugh with it, you know, laugh about it, not in front of them, of course. But, um, yeah, we're getting paid to host a party. We're getting paid to have a party, Mm -hmm. and we don't have to buy any of the food or any of the decorations or any of the drinks or anything like that. We just get paid to have fun. And Mm -hmm. uh, I hope a lot of people are listening because, really, it it is a lot like that. Yeah, yeah. But um, well, thank you very anyway, much for uh, stopping in. You're welcome. In and, thank you and, for taking my call. Yeah. See you later. Bye. It's the food right, show. Bye. This is Tom Fitzmorris, and it's great to be here talking about the food scene around town, and we will continue to do that in just a moment after. First, if you will, this. This is the food show. You're still here, and so am I. It's nice to be here with you talking about the food scene around New Orleans. So give us a call and tell us what has been running through your mind in terms of the dining out that you do, the restaurants you've gone to, the ones that uh, you have uh, never been to enough of, you know, whatever. Our number is 260-6368. You know, this, there's something I, I notice uh, uh, lately. Maybe it's always happened this way, and I just lately noticed it, that uh, this, there are these phrases that all of a sudden everybody you run into uses them. I'm going to give you two of them that this doesn't vex me. It just puzzles me. I don't know why this should be. So, for example, you can have somebody saying, you know, bananas make you hungry. Uh, And somebody looks at you you briefly and then says, and then the the guy says, "Uh, but... Dry red beans, not so much. You know what I mean? So it's, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I don't think I've put that across very well. So I'll come back to it another day, and we'll see where it goes. Two six zero six three six eight. I mentioned uh, some time ago I had a bunch of old magazine ads, and really the whole magazines uh, of, from New Orleans Magazine, Great magazine. Uh, uh, the ones I have here were collected by somebody who heard me talking about it one day and said, I've got about 10, uh, 10 years worth of these things. Would you like them? And I said, sure, bring them on. Well, I still have them here in my office, which is too small to have anything else in it. And uh, so I've been pulling apart the magazines to make sure that I could find something in it that was uh, worthy of being reported on by somebody else. And uh, and I have a couple of them, and there's plenty more where these came from. Uh, this one, for example, is about Begays. Begays, uh, those of you who were fans of, um, of uh, buffets, Sunday brunch buffets, you certainly knew what uh, what uh, Begay's was all about. Big, Madame Begay, historically, there's a wonderful, wonderful bunch of stories about her. Uh, she was really the first superstar in American history, or you, certainly in New Orleans in, his, in New Orleans history. And uh, when they built the Royal Sinesta Hotel on Bourbon Street, uh, they made it out a little. Uh, more New Orleans-y than it had been before. 
and they added certain things about it that were really original, and everybody started loving them. Uh, no, noticeably, the um, the all-you-can-eat kind of aspect to this. So uh, here's an uh, an ad, a full ad from the from Begays. I don't know what year this would have been. Doesn't say here anywhere, but uh, sometime in 1980s, I'm thinking. Anyway, there are these little caricature, cartoonish kind of guys. Here's, here's a guy who looks like he's a uh, a butcher, and right next to him is a chef, and right next to her, uh, to him is a, a lady who's dancing, and then there's another one of her, and then a seafood buffet, and another but, uh, a buffet brunch. Anyway, so the deli buffet, all the tastes of a great New Orleans, uh, of a great deli in New Orleans. Really, when did, since when did New Orleans ever have a lot of great deli? Those of you who are fans of deli know what I'm talking about. Second one here is a tribute, the a tribute to a fabulous New Orleans cooking. That's more buffet. And then here's another one, buffet in Espanol. Hmm. So I didn't know they ever did that. That's an interesting idea. So it was all the flavors of Spain with a guitar accompaniment. Hmm. I don't remember that. That was on Wednesday nights <laughs> at at Begay's. Begay's started out when they when they uh, first got going. They had uh, a new buffet running every single day. It was really popular. It wasn't just on Sunday. It was uh, and during the week. Sometimes it would be at dinner, but uh, the rest of the time it would be uh, right there in the middle of uh, Bourbon Street, or perhaps not. Anyway, we keep on going. We have one called the Planter's Table Buffet, dedicated to the excellence of Southern cooking. Southern cooking is terrible. Are you kidding me? Now, New Orleans cooking, that's a different story. Here's another one. Uh, that one. Uh, this one comes from the seafood buffet that they used to do on, on Fridays at Begay's uh, Seafood Buffet. All right, we'll play with this some more after we get back from uh, uh, a little this and that. From 105.3 FM HD2. It's great to be here with you talking about the food scene around New Orleans. Our telephone number is 260-6368. And uh, I, every day, ask for the impossible. And here is our impossible request for the day. We have about uh, 20 minutes left to go here on our program for today. And uh, we have a a wide assortment of oddball items that I found in magazines and just things I was thinking about. And and probably you were doing the same thing. You were uh, maybe leading up to what's going to be for dinner tonight. Uh, Anyway, uh, may I ask you if you could visit us uh, you know, you can stay as long as you want, you know, like a half a minute. That would be all right. Uh, an hour? Unlikely. But if you if you have an hour, boy, I'd love to have you on the program. Anyway, uh, we, we'd love to have you over here talking about the food and restaurant scene. Simple enough, 260-6368. It costs you nothing. If you're trying to get something accomplished, you might just need a little bit of nothing. So uh, give us a call and let us know. Please, would you? We'd love to hear from you. It's the big, big absence in our 
radio show which has now been on the air for over 30 years. It's the only program of its kind anywhere in America or the world, for all I know. So call us, please, at 260-6368. I know it, it makes you funny the first time you do it. They say that the most, uh, that the, the single uh, thing that makes people afraid is having to speak in public. Well, you don't have anything to worry about over here. We're not going to chew you out uh, or anything like that. We just want to talk to you, for goodness sake. Would you please? 2606368. I'm still trying to fuffle and fuffle, uh, shuffle all of these interesting ma- uh, magazines that I found in the, uh, the old New Orleans magazine. Anyway, there was another one in here that caught my attention. Uh, that was kind of funny. Not funny exactly, but uh, yeah, I, I managed to have lost it. 2606368. Call me and tell me what's been cooking over at your house. I'll tell you what. Tell me what. The uh, earlier, in fact, last hour I mentioned the Greek festival. The Greek festival. Ah, I forgot okay. to and bring, the, follow through on that's that. That's correct. It is on May 23rd is when it started. Now, they mm-hmm. just started this one. Uh, this was this was a thing that they did. It was They call it a soft opening yeah. uh, in years past. But it starts on the 23rd, which is a Thursday. starts at 5 yeah. o'clock in the evening or in the afternoon and moves to 9 o'clock. And uh, instead of just, what, uh, three days? Friday, Saturday, yeah, Saturday. It, it, it's going to be four days. Yeah, historically, it has always been on Saturday, well, uh, Friday night, late, you know, like uh, 11, uh, about mid-afternoon uh, or something. The, and uh, and it would be on for uh, Saturday and then Sunday. But now they have an extra day that they've added to it. I think it's it's uh, it's in the daytime, but I'm not sure. It's so inexpensive uh, that you know the, I think they're five dollars to get in. I was about to say four dollars. No, five dollars to get in, right at the yeah. gate. Okay. And uh, lots and lots of things going on, and there are these. Uh, who is? Oh, Bob is there. Well, we'll talk to him, and we'll come back to the Greek. Uh, festival in just a moment uh hi welcome hi tom hi there i've been Come coming to jazz fest for 10 15 years yeah and i was very disappointed this year in a couple of different aspects yeah first off they raised the ticket prices outrageously from six they used to be 60 now they're 85 i and remember when they were 30 <laughs> i mean th- and believe it or not three Ticketmaster right. was Ticketmaster was trying to get 125 for those tickets yeah. and they weren't sold out uh, and then the it was I, I noticed it was not very crowded yesterday, and I started looking around at, at the acts that were playing, and they're basically they're this year because the Stones canceled and the other guys canceled. The, mm-hmm. the majority of the acts they have are, are casino acts. I mean, that, you know, that, that yeah. play the, the bar in a casino for for nothing, pretty much. I mean, they, there's a so act like the Temptations, but yep. Yeah. By this time, you're down to like they, they've hired two or three guys to replace the original guys who died out, Kevin Hill. It's mm. just I called over to the Jazz Fest office, and a lady got real defensive almost immediately. And she goes, "You should be glad to pay this. I would gladly pay a hundred dollars." And I, I said, "Well, this festival's <laughs> all over the South. 
I'm, I'm just uh-huh. this one in Memphis I'm involved with. And we have a three-day pass with virtually the same lineup for 140. Mm. And there's a, wow. there's a festival in Chattanooga that summer, a Ch- festival in Birmingham that summer. And she goes, well, they don't have the food and they don't have the crafts. I was like, lady, you know, people who come to music festivals aren't coming there for the food, the crafts. They're coming for the music. And I said, you're going to kill the the goose who laid the golden egg if you don't watch it. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's true. What do you think? Well, you know, prices for everything keep going up and up and up. True, uh, true, true. uh, Especially in businesses like that. Gouging is one thing, though. Is what? I mean, that's gouging, though. I mean, that's... It's a nonprofit organization. They should be uh, respectful. Well, it's a nonprofit organization that distributes all of its money to a bunch of charities, basically. And, it sounds uh, like they pay their staff well. Well, they 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 certainly do. I I know a lot of them personally. I I've been involved in it, not in very many recent years. I mean, years, but the, the, the act the act the act the acts they have lined up for next weekend. One of them books a lot of fraternity parties, like at Ole Miss or, or State. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're booking a lot of like inexpensive acts, and a lot of them are from Nashville, where they they can get them cheaper because they don't have to travel. And, and they're they're patting themselves on the back, saying, "What a great line!" Lonnie kept saying, "We have 14 stages," and I was like, "Yeah, the gospel groups. You don't have to pay them very much." It's, I love the and I love the gospel tent. I was there in the gospel tent for an hour yesterday, mm-hmm. but it's just you know. Well, let me see where I. I Discovered something for the first time. James Porvoise. James? Yeah, G E N A. Have you been there? G E N A. No, I can't say G-E-N-A. I've heard of it. What? Say it again? Evidently, they've been there since the 30s. James Porvoise. James Porvoise. Boy, I have no idea where that might be. They were on Legion oh, Field, and they were they were fantastic. It was like a hole in the wall for sure. And yeah. they, it was very delicious. And then I ate, last night I ate mofos. That was good, like it always is. Mm. But I, I, well, just, I hate to see jazz. I'm, I hate to see jazz fest turning into this, like a money grab, you know. Well, I don't. I don't think that's the case. I mean, they, they have been very, very uh, uh, strongly allied with various uh, organizations the in the, the lady, city. The way the lady acted when I talked to her on the phone, she got immediately defensive when I said that. Like. Like somebody else had said that, you know, yeah. and, and 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 it was a, a the crowd was very diminished for what I've seen in the past yesterday, hmm. you know. Well, you know, I, I, was, I was I was I was watching an act that nobody had ever heard of. It was, it was a guy from Columbia, you know. And they're, they're, the people he was on the, one of those late night shows this Wednesday, and I would have not known who it was had I not watched that show, you know. Hmm. I mean, granted, I love New Orleans. I come to New Orleans yeah. as a drop of a hat. I'll, I even come in the summer when it's hot like it is in Memphis. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, well, 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 thanks so, for sharing all that with us. And, uh, you know, and I listen you to your show on the, on, the, on the radio. I've got the, uh, the, the radio.com thing, you know, in my phone. And mm-hmm. I, it comes in a little loud and clear, you know. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear that, that the new system, that HD system, really but, works but, like a dream. Yeah, but, you know, so, uh, Sometimes it doesn't come in at all. Is there any reason for that? I don't know. Where would you be doing that from? In, in Memphis, same place. I'm in Mem- and I'll turn it over to yeah. WWL. Yeah. I mean, the, your, the main station in its own. But I, try I'll turn this. It back to you. Try this. There, there's a there, there's a website that, that if you check it out, that might solve what few problems we have with that. I almost never hear about problems with that. But it's anyway radio.com. 
right? That's what you're listening to that right now? Yes, 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 yeah, yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, good. Yeah, like, but like some days you're not on at all, and I'll turn it over to oh, any well, other states of the country. Or, and it's, and that's it's a home. function of my not being here. <laughs> but uh, means, anyway. So if, it, if it's being, yeah. a, a repeat's being run or something, they don't. Yeah, we've always done that. We have uh, we run it for ten, uh, for four hours, but we do two hours live and then we repeat them because it, right. it helps a lot of people right. whose time is is rough around that. All right. Well, listen. Thank you very much. Nice hearing from you. It's uh, the food show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. Did it boop boop? We don't need a break, do we, or do we? Or our, I do know that our program is sponsored by the New Orleans Hamburger and Seafood Company. May I proceed? New Orleans Hamburger and Seafood Company. Um, I, every time I talk about this, I start talking a little bit about the history of that. And I'm going to try to minimize that by telling you that when they first opened, they had in mind the idea of putting together a really great hamburger without spending a ridiculous amount of money. Uh, they have succeeded at that. There was one thing left for them to do. And uh, it was something that I suggested to them uh, some years ago. I am not taking credit for this, of course, because I'm sure they had more to do in it than I ever would. But uh, they uh, got into uh, a really uh, nice uh, use of uh, advanced ideas, I guess, for for the best uh, description I can think of. And uh, with the hamburgers... All it ever really needed was a hotter grill top than it had. And then once they did that, it really made a difference in their burgers. On the seafood side, a simple proposition. Uh, You go and get, uh, let's say, the fried uh, catfish over at New Orleans Hamburger and Seafood Company. They change out the hot oil uh, that they fry everything in Every so often, I mean, it, it, it almost never gets even a little bit darker in color or no debris or anything like that. It is a really solid piece of work. All of this is at the New Orleans Hamburger and Seafood Company, whose locations you can find pretty much around the city. I think there are a dozen of them. The New Orleans Hamburger and Seafood Company, seven days a week. Well, are we uh, we don't need another break, do we? We just keep on going, right? We Oh, okay. Gregory is here again. Welcome. Yeah, Tom, calling back again. Happy New Year. Well, that's that's quite all right. We don't have anything better to do. Well, I mean, (laughs) now you're making me feel better. That's a good thing. Oh, good. Uh, (laughs) That last caller from Memphis, um, he had a good point. I went on uh, yesterday to the Jazz Fest, that is. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. I was kind of disappointed. Not about the food. Not about the food. I was kind of disappointed. I mean, it, it was there was a lot of places that were some of the stages were empty. I mean, really? and on such a beautiful day. Oh yeah, um, one of your uh, one of your uh, colleagues mentioned it on his show. He was there yesterday um, mm. on on his show, Scoop. And um, <laughs> I, I have no complaints about the food at all. Mm-hmm. But I believe that. What they're charging us these days, it's really turning a lot of people off. Um, yeah. And, you know. Well, how I much is it? Was how much, uh, how much is it for what? 85 Eight? bucks at the gate a yeah. day. Wow. 
Well, that is yeah. higher than I remember because what I remember yeah. is three dollars. I remember when it was thirty cents. and thirty-five dollars. Yeah. Right, and um, you know, you didn't mind going three or four days if you could, you know. But there's a lot mm-hmm. of people that they just that they're pricing a lot of people out of it. I think that's what your your last caller meant. Yeah, um, could be. But um, I certainly enjoyed myself being a local. I'm going to enjoy myself. I said, well, this is 85 bucks. I'm going to make the best of it. And so, you know, I stuffed my face, you know. I had, I had to have my coach on the late four boy, which is good as ever. Yeah. Oh, that's I had essential. To have, and I had to have my soft shell crab poor boy. And that little guy who does the oyster Rockefeller soup, I had to have two bowls of that. I got mm. the largest. <laughs> well, I mean, he's not stupid, clearly. No, he's not yeah. stupid. Actually, it's, it's so delicious. Yeah. But um, I um, I'm I was I was like half and half. I was very disappointed in um, mm. in the price I had to pay. But on the other hand, I was thrilled that I was there. At least I. Could, but that's the only day I can afford to go. And I think a lot of people are in that predicament. But mm. you know, that's that's all I wanted to add to that last caller's phone call. Whatever. Mm. All right, then I'll well, look for... to you some more. I appreciate right. the call. Bye. See ya. Two six zero six three six eight. No, that brings up that brings up an interesting thought. I'm going to write this down between now and tomorrow and tell you what has entered into my mind about what he was talking about and the guy before him and the guy before that. But uh, there's an interesting point to that. And it, I, I can also quickly think of how it affects radio, which is which means how it affects me, you know, and everybody else too. But uh, but certainly me. Uh, something came to my mind thinking about that. I, I'm I'm going to save it until tomorrow because if I try to do it now, I'm not going to get it right. I, I, I don't have that good a memory anymore, and so I'll do my darndest. Uh, but anyway, we we have five minutes here to talk about where we might be having dinner tonight. Anybody interested in discussing uh, a few different items that maybe you've thought about going to but you never have? Uh, looking for a a good new restaurant? Uh, call me up. Hey, we hey we have you know what about four minutes? Uh, a restaurant you've really enjoyed a lot? Tell us about it. Let's see. It's been a few of them lately. Uh, I keep looking for these, some of these things I brought in here today for the very reason of topping all of this. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Yeah, here's another one of those ads from uh, unusual places uh, that I took out of an old edition of the New Orleans uh, magazine. And uh, anyhow, here it is in my hand. It's for a place called The Forest. Steakhouse, featuring steak and lobster dinner. Have your Christmas party in the Madrid room. Oh, that's interesting. 3633 Veterans Boulevard. I remember that really well. It was, I think, exactly where Ruth's Chris Steakhouse now is. Anyway, they were... uh, they were there. You know, it, it was funny. The store, a forest steakhouse, originally, if I remember right, they began on Rampart Street, just uh, just right off, you know, in the quarter. And then they uh, did this one in Metairie, and then they moved out to 
uh, Mandeville. I remember that for a while. It, it stayed there for a few years and then it just disappeared. But I'll bet you there's a. I'll bet you there I, will be at least three people who will call me between now and the end of the show to tell me, yeah, I remember the Forest Steakhouse. Tell me, tell me that. Call me and tell me that. Two six zero six three six eight. The Forest Steakhouse. That it was legendary, really. It was a place that was very, very well known, and it was also very good, as I recall it. But it's been a long time. Anybody ever been to the Forest Steakhouse? Come on, call us about this. It makes it interesting. It makes it boring when I walk in. Yeah, I know that. But um, but uh, you know what? not uh, having anybody to talk to is the most boring of all and you 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 don't have any uh, reason why you should have to do any of that i know but uh, it it sure would make everybody who is with us a little happier about uh, where their eating has taken them and where they might be eating tonight or whatever 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 do 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 oh, only 2 minutes left gosh i thought we'd get something out of this but Two six zero six three six eight two six zero sixty three sixty eight. I see a hit in the end here for Porter and Luke. I was in there uh, about a week and a half ago, and I, I every time I go there, when I first started going, I had uh, not the strongest feelings about it. But every time I go there now, I really uh, am finding better and better food, particularly in the seafood department, of which they have quite a lot. And they always have a turtle soup there, and that right there w- is enough to keep me interested in the place. It's just that wasn't a commercial; that was just a re- reflection I happened to notice was coming up at that exact moment. So there we are. We're about done, aren't we? Or am I looking at this wrong? Stay tuned. We have uh, everything you just heard. We're going to play it all over again in case you missed it the first time, and then. Uh, We'll come back tomorrow and see what we can figure out to uh, have the most fun and the most deliciousness and the most uh, sophisticated uh, day that you possibly can as it regards the dinner table. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. It's 30 years that this radio show has been on the air. We're real proud of that. And I hope you can uh, call us again and or listen to us again or, you know, just be there. Thank you. Good night. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.